0: December 18th 2023 Hi Albert Hi Russ
1: This podcast is brought to you by Podbean Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast We use Podbean to host the old man's podcast here Monday through Friday 7 a.m. Pacific time Download Hi, the free Podbeam podcast app to start recording and publishing your very own podcast in minutes. Podbeam provides everything you need to run your podcast and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Download the free Podbeam app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Head on over to Podbeam at www.podbeam.com and use the code Podcast21. That's all capitalized. Podcast21 for your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Check them out. Hi, Shelby. Good
2: morning, all.
3: Bienvenidos al Old Man's Podcast, el podcast del viejo. Nos puedes escuchar en la app de Podbean Podcast, en Apple y Google Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music y muchos otros lugares. Si nos quieres escuchar en vivo, nuestro show se transmite de lunes a viernes a las 8 a.m. tiempo del centro. And
0: there's the birthday boy Paul G
1: everybody, welcome to the Old Man's Podcast with Eric Kirk and the Navigators coming at you live from around the world. It is good to see everybody. And we're, we're still waiting for Shonda. here. Yep, it's Monday. We're going into the last week before Christmas, baby. Last week before Christmas, man. Seven days
0: till Christmas, and as a matter of fact, 14 Seven. days till we kick off
1: 2024. Yeah, yeah, baby. I'm ready for it, too. I'm, I'm ready for the holidays. I'm ready to get going. What was that? Hopefully, uh, enjoying her trip. It just doesn't seem like it. It's like the years
2: just went by so quick.
1: Yeah, it does. We're, there at the end, it just seems like it's Time flies when you
0: have fun, right, Shelby?
4: It feels like it took 12 yeah. entire months to get here.
0: What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about it's the like rest a, of I
4: mean, you like it feels you like, like 12 word. entire months, man.
1: Easy, easy. Wow. Man, I felt
4: every single one of them days.
1: Holy moly.
4: <laughs> not in a bad way not in a bad way They were good days uh, <laughs> you know just uh i felt them
1: yeah uh, that's uh not me man i mean yeah i have felt it too because it's been a hard a working wise no been, uh, you
4: you, hard. you just felt that fall buddy that's all you feel yeah
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh good morning ross good, good morning good morning good to have you there eric hello and uh eric yeah i was talking to grammy i was texting back and forth to grammy during the music show she's so funny i'm going the music show's going and she text messages me and she goes uh-huh. are you up? she goes are you up what are you doing it's like oh come on you know what i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny but she's having a good time she's having a great time in mississippi and uh and yeah enjoying it. enjoying it having a good time well she's um,
0: not far from shelby no.
1: No. no. Uh, there's Shonda. Yeah, Nail.
0: About 30 minutes away.
4: Yeah. Hello, and, Shonda.
0: And there's miss oh. Good, Good morning, Shonda. Good morning, Shonda. Hope you had a great birthday weekend, there, Shonda. It
3: was
0: lovely. How was everyone else's weekend? And oh, lovely. I guess, well, all we can say about about yeah. life in general is we're all just living a dream.
4: I just don't know. I just don't know who's dreaming here. It's <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: right? nightmare. Uh, no, no, it's going good. It was a great weekend. Hi, uh, Short uh, Robert. Let's see. We're trying to load up. We're trying to load up the uh, Drunken Sailor Choir this morning because uh, Paul G said that I just the, rubber. Uh, the birthday boy, Paul G. And uh, yeah, anybody else want to join? Anybody else want to join, Cindy? Cindy, want to join the the Drunken Sailor Choir? Uh, Let's get him in here. You know. You know what's funny
4: is uh, I've been friends with Paul Gunn since he was uh, about five years old, real talk. And um, I think this is the first year I've actually actually celebrated his birthday on purpose.
0: (laughs) Um, uh, Well, Hopefully, they will stop by the outside (laughs) side the pulsator with you and Brenton Scott and Shep. Yeah,
1: that's funny. That's funny.
0: Hey, well, Paul, this is uh, this is for you,
1: buddy. Happy birthday! We got the choir uh, assembled, and uh, we're gonna all start clear our voices, get our voices ready. <coughs> <coughs> uh, it, it, it took thirty.
4: It took thirty-seven years, Paul. But here we go. Sing happy birthday to you, man.
1: All right, uh, everybody, ready? Yeah. Everybody, off go. of mute. Off of mute. All right, here we go. All right. <laughs> and a one and a
5: two. <laughs> Happy, birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you.
1: Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday Happy birthday Happy
5: birthday Happy birthday to you. They they on channel four. Did you
4: say Paul Gage? Robert, know. did you say Paul Gage? I heard you say Paul Gage.
5: No, I which just is said funny Paul. Because I, it's, I said it, Paul G.
4: Oh, I thought you said Gage. <laughs> I was like, how would you know his son's name? It's not uh-huh. his birthday either, but yeah, that's funny. Uh-huh.
1: Happy birthday, Paul. Happy o-
4: only birthday. somebody named Paul Gunn would name their kid Gage. But yeah. Uh-huh. You know, He's got another one named Twelve. This is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve
6: games. Right?
1: It
5: it's a very thoughtful man. There, very thoughtful man.
1: Yeah. Well, I hope you have a great day, Paul. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for all your support. He's at
5: work. It's going to okay. be a great day for him.
1: Yeah. It's always a great day when you're at work. Hey. I asked him if he
4: was know. going to work yesterday, and his wife was like, "Yeah, he's going to work today." i'm like all right
1: <laughs> Wow. Wow. Well, I want to welcome everybody. <laughs> I want to welcome. <laughs> Everybody here. Uh, good to see y'all. South Band, Good to see everybody. Uh, Cindy, Robert, uh, Abren, Russ, uh, Shelby, Aaron, Hi. and our our navigator for the day. Our navigator Hello. for the Hi. day, Miss Shonda. Hello, Miss Shonda. Good morning. So Shonda, being on the receiving end of the drunken sailor choir singing, what did you think uh, when we sang for you?
3: Oh, it was lovely. So lovely. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Everything's just lovely today, huh? She had a lovely weekend. It was a lovely choir. I don't
3: know. I if you say it often enough, you can make it true. That's oh! Right. oh. oh <laughs>
4: That's right. That's right. Whoa.
3: <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs>
4: yeah. <I don't> <laughs> no,
3: the choir was lovely. I really do.
4: I will tune that. up my voice better next <laughs> time.
3: Oh, All we'll, right.
4: Yeah. We'll try we that. I got a year to practice.
1: I we'll try to be really even more job. off tune next time. Yeah, more off tune next time. Uh I saw this thing and it was dealing with the the little kids choir. I'm uh, not choir, but a band, little kids band, like in grade school. And uh they're getting ready for their uh getting ready for their Christmas, uh Christmas program. And it's not a it's not a bad sized little orchestra or, or band they have there. It looked like like probably 50, 50, uh 50 kids in it. And, um, so they all get ready and they get ready. The parents are there and the director comes out and he goes, okay, well, we're going to get our little concert going and we're going to start with, uh, you know we're going to start with jingle bells here we go ready one two and it was i mean it was what you typically would expect from a little kid's uh band i mean everybody's everybody's out of tune everybody's kind of like just free for, free form in the song playing and it was absolutely hilarious and it was it, it was sweet it was so sweet i love hearing little kids choirs and little kids uh bands playing you know uh, it, it's just fun, it's just fun watching them because they're trying, and you always have that one like in a choir, you always have that one kid that is just really belting it out, you know. <laughs> 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 and he's just there, just really singing, you know, because he knows his song and he's going to sing, and uh, it, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, a
3: beautiful cacophony,
1: it is, it is, it is awesome. I remember, uh, uh Rich. Big Rich, when he was little, he was always singing in choirs. From the age of four or five, he was singing in little kids' choirs. And uh, he would be there singing, and, uh, you know, somebody would be off-key or sing the wrong word or something like that, and he, he'd he be in the front because he's one of the stronger voices. He'd be up front singing, and then uh, somebody would be off or singing the wrong word, and he would turn and stare at him right in the <laughs> middle of the <laughs> It's like, what the heck are you doing, Rich? Oh, well, he was—he was off. You're throwing stay, us off. Don't stare at him. Good grief, you know. Yeah, little kids are awesome.
4: So, so throw that word out there again, Shonda. So look Cacophany. it up. Yeah. What, what, what does it mean? I only think I can spell that. Yeah, old man disease going on today.
3: Lots of noise.
4: Lots of noise. Okay. I like that word.
3: <laughs> A big jumble Cacophany. of noise. Cacophony.
1: I like that word. Well, there you go.
4: You didn't know what it meant either, old man. Don't pretend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How do
5: you know I didn't know what
1: it meant? I because mean, come when on. she said
4: it, because you, when she said it, you gave that uh, non-committal.
1: Yeah, yeah. on. <laughs> 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 man, it's, have I been doing this that long that everybody knows now? Everybody knows, by the way. I said it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 that's uh that's dangerous right there
3: so yeah, let, yeah. Let, i'll read you the actual definition because okay. it's not it's it's a little you know different than my my basic definition it is a jarring discordant dissonance <laughs> okay she just gave me a definition <laughs> with three different
4: words and now you gotta explain what those three words are that you just said yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah
6: yeah
3: (laughs) (laughs) harsh or discordant sounds that don't sound well together used in can be used in literary composition for poetic effect a combination of sounds that don't mix well specifically uh faulty choice or arrangement of words or frequency of sounds the combination of which are (coughs) unpleasant to the ear
1: uh, Abram says it right. She goes, Oh, so it's pod bean. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. It's it's uh, the whole Andy Kaufman routine.
6: <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, and yeah. when I use it, I don't usually necessarily mean unpleasant to the ear because a choir of children isn't unpleasant to the ear, but it is Correct. a cacophony. They are discordant sounds and they do have, you know, sounds that are not quite where they should be. Right. I, I think what makes children's mine choir
4: so I think what makes <laughs> children's choir so funny is that the the teacher or the instructor or whatever will get up there before they start and be like, We've worked so hard on this. We've been practicing <laughs> this for the last day, twelve weeks. <laughs> yeah. And then they get up there and it's like,
3: dah, dah, and you know, like <laughs>
6: I'm <a> cats fight <laughs> What
4: did, what did it sound like six months ago? <laughs>
3: Right. Well, but, and you know what, though? What's really fun is there's always the one or two that are just standouts. You know, they already have that talent, that skill at an early age, and you can kind of hear them in there, and that makes it all worthwhile.
1: Arlene Mosier. Oh, yeah? Arlene Mosier in our grade school band. Yeah, yeah. She was uh, She was a clarinet player, and she was incredible, an incredible clarinet player. And always, and and then all through school, she always was. And uh, I found out later that uh, her sister was uh, was a fantastic flautist. She played the flute, but she was like she was like three four years further in school than Arlene was. But uh, yeah, Arlene Mosier. and uh, people have heard me talk say her name before because that was the reason I got into music was Arlene Mosier really uh, yeah i had a So you a, could
3: I, be closer to her because you i, I had them. a
1: crush on arlene and <laughs> i wanted to i thought now's my chance to be uh you know a little a little uh closer to arlene mosher so i i went signed up for band because i knew she was and uh, played clarinet just because she did and i thought now's my chance what? Well, I didn't realize that band, they rated you, you know, they sit you according to your ability. And where Arlene was the first chair and clarinet, I was way in the back.
3: Oh, <laughs> There's the run.
1: Yeah. So I got to goof around with Pat Zimmerman and we had all kinds of fun playing the clarinet. Yeah. Make it fun. And
3: Arlene's work. up there going, stop messing around, guys.
1: <clears throat> yeah. She was up there, turn around and stare at us. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I tell you, band, uh, band was. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed getting into music. I'm, and um, I always say that's the reason I got into music. But I, I really don't know why I got into music. I really don't. Uh, it was just something about because band Arlene was,
3: drew you there, but you also liked music, or you. I loved music. Around with
1: it. Yes, I loved music. My mom, uh, our house was always full of music, and and having a having a a, a bigger sister, a teenager, you know uh she was uh she was really into music too you know big oh, penny was mercy. like four years ahead of me so you know i got to hear all the elvis presley and uh, bobby Vinton songs and i mean she was going crazy with all her music and then my dad was into country music and my mom was into uh show tunes and that kind of stuff and i i mean we were just full of music in our house tom jones and uh, What's that one guy, Engelberg, Humperdink. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> yeah. really is the name. Yeah, I mean he was oh, there. And,
3: and yeah, we the never had and... him in our house, but we had all kinds Hi, of music. Oh, yeah. oh, no we
1: no had, wonder you yeah, grew so up so normal, Oh man. I
3: don't want to derail us from the music talk, but uh, oh, South yeah. Osman is sorry for my husband, and I think we should unpack that. Why? Why? Why am I such an awful person?
1: Wait, what? Who's saying what?
3: South Osman, Oz. your poor husband. Why? What, what's, going what's going on there? Yeah, why? Why indeed?
1: Why? <laughs> why would it be poor Sh- uh, Shonda's husband? Uh, oh, he's, no, he's, saying, he's not gonna say anything. You know, just <laughs> 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 <He's> probably going. <laughs> okay. Uh oh. Crossed yes. over the crossed over the the bad threshold. Say enough, yeah, Shonda. uh Who's crunching?
0: Who's opening up a bag of potato chips? That's—it's not—that's my Chick-fil-A bag. I just took one of my housemates to his dialysis treatment. Uh huh. Chick-fil-A. I forgot to mute as I was getting out of the car. I mean, I nibbled on some chicken minis and some. And the little hash brown things but i still got a chicken biscuit and a cup of coffee
4: I just I like
1: the hey we're just messing with you man we're just messing with you <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> you can talk bad about anybody and everybody but Sean. So. well
3: well we can i guess some um, it we could discuss
1: yeah we could discuss it why? Why would
4: the? Uh... I, I will what say that trying? Shonda's husband does a really mean Elvis impersonation.
0: Yes, he does. Oh, yeah. Ooh, wow! Yeah. Well, and podcast, the pod being podcast, the pod podcast nation is grown by leaps and bounds. I mean, we're just I think eleven or ten more people away from like a hundred members.
3: Wow.
0: Nice. Wow. And and I think the old man and I have got to send you a link, Shonda, for you, you to jo- join it on Facebook in, in hopes of getting those numbers up all right yeah everybody sign up to uh podbean
1: podcast nation i can't even remember the name
0: <clears throat> and uh, i guess for anybody just joining us today's paul g's birthday yep
1: paul g's yeah. birthday's in this chat. yeah and uh good times and south oz's uh my parents were alive today they had been married for
4: 60 years today really, really? Yeah. wow that's a
3: good well, that's that one, pretty though. cool that
1: yeah. So do you guys, when you're out shopping, do you, I mean, uh, is shopping, is shopping a hassle? I mean, giving gifts, coming up with uh, Christmas gifts and that, is it, is it a hassle? I read this thing this morning. <laughs> let my wife do it. <laughs> it's not a it's hassle, not, hassle at all. uh uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Well, I, I read this thing that said, giving gifts boosts happiness, research shows. So why do we feel frazzled by it? You know.
3: Because giving gifts does boost your whole countenance, but being forced to give gifts that you don't know when you don't know what the right gift is, is a burden.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you're afraid to get it wrong. You're afraid that the person's yeah. not going to like it.
4: I think
1: yeah, you yeah. more expectations and
3: you're, you know, on you're ourselves than the
4: person does getting a gift.
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, expectations well, and for
3: instance last year we have some dear friends that i was at an estate sale last year and there was an antique pendulum clock for Mm -hmm. a really good price there was a place that this this person had collected them so there were like 15 pendulum clocks in this house and I almost got one because I thought it was really nice and I thought a friend would like it, but then I wasn't sure. And I thought, well, what if I'm wrong? Well, it just so happened that that friend had gone to the <coughs> same sale and I said, Oh, I went to that sale. You know, they had some really neat things. And she goes, Oh, they had this clock there and it was so gorgeous. And I ran back immediately and bought the clock and so I was this was like two let's see it was in September so Uh, I was I had to hide this clock I mean not hide it from her but not talk about it and you know put it aside until time that was a stupendous gift to give and it was so much fun waiting for Christmas to come so that uh I could give her the gift and of course she loved it and gushed over it and and it sits on a prominent place in her house, and that was a fun gift to give because right. I knew that she wanted something. It didn't matter that, you know, it's not a brand new shiny something. It's an antique, beautiful something. And I was able to do it.
1: I think, uh, I think a lot of the, uh, the frazzlement about giving gifts is, uh, somebody said it, maybe it was Abrant or, or, Shelby. I don't know who, but they said, uh, uh, the rejection of the gift because, you know, I mean. Everybody, like this whole thing about Santa Claus and going and sitting on Santa's lap. And he says, what do you want for Christmas, you know? And uh, they always, you know, the kids say, you know, I want a brand new bike or, you know, I want, uh, you know, the latest latest electronics and this and that. And I mean, it's like now their expectations are they're going to get that stuff. And if it's outside of the means of the parents, you know, now the parents are. Afraid they're going to face rejection because you couldn't get them what they wanted, you know. And, uh, right. <clears throat> you know, I don't think, I, I don't really, I don't recall, I don't recall my mom ever asking us what we want for Christmas. I mean, I I, I I don't recall it was ever a conversation, you know. We'd see things on TV. Oh, I want that. I want that, you know. And her responses were always like, yeah, right, you know. <laughs> but you know, she always had a way of taking our expectations and lowering them down a little
4: bit, yeah.
1: you know, but you know, you're trying to but, buy well, something. That, that's and
4: because it... when you were a kid, old man, it was on the radio that you were hearing the commercials and she could just <laughs> pretend like it was something <laughs> different than what you heard.
3: Well, you know, I was thinking about this last night, actually, Uh-huh. because I had to get a, a, a winter coat recently Walking because up. my old one, you know, they don't last forever. And I had gone coat shopping and I found my coat and whatever. It's not a big deal, but I was thinking back <clears throat> to coats of the past. And when I was a kid, we would do school shopping, which is not apparently not really a thing anymore. Nobody does actual school shopping and you, you wear the same clothes for the whole year. Um, but we would do school shopping and then uh, my grandfather would take us for coat shopping uh-huh. and I wanted now. Okay. Disclaimer, Nobody come at me about this, but I wanted a real rabbit fur coat because it it was the seventies and every, all the rage was rabbit fur coat. They were gorgeous
1: too, by the way.
3: Well, and it wasn't so much the look for me as the feel. Rabbit fur is so soft. You could just sleep on it, lay on it forever. You know, people would pet you in the halls. It was crazy. Um, But my older sister had one and I used to love to, you know, pet her coat And I, so grandpa takes us out and I end up with this shaggy fake fur coat. And I had to pretend to love it because I'm not going to be, you know, disrespectful or uh, ungrateful. It's a coat and it gets you through the winter and that's great. But I didn't get my rabbit fur coat. And I was thinking about that last night because it wasn't, it wasn't that I was sad because I wanted it for, you know, looks or status or whatever. I wanted that feel of rabbit and I never got it,
0: but it was just one of those
3: things, you know, a lot of times yeah. that, that happens, you're wanting something and then you get the knockoff or the, the almost thing. And we just have to be happy with that because people worked hard to get that for us.
1: Right. But now take, and now as a parent, <clears throat> okay so you express how you felt as a child but now as a parent how would you feel knowing that you can't get that real rabbit for a coat but you got to settle for a you know a, a, a knockoff a synthetic one i mean and you can imagine what the parents feel like
3: oh you know? yeah,
1: yeah. I, I know growing up we always heard that christmas was so uh has gotten so um commercialized and this and that and and you know. I mean does anybody i mean when little kids i remember when my kids were little little kids you know and at christmas come around you know all right they're gonna buy something for dad for christmas so what does mom do she takes him out there and lets him you know she buys him a thing of socks here give these to your dad he'll love them <laughs> and you know and the thing is is i i loved getting socks i i got socks as a All the way through my life i got socks as a christmas present my mom
3: socks are a standard thing do people still give socks we do do. yeah we do in your stocking in in fact i go
5: buy socks for everybody and then get some for myself as well
3: yeah me too and i stuff them in my own stocking. yep yep i have i have two packs in a duffel
5: bag right now
3: i have some too
1: (laughs) i'm glad to hear that because you know um I as a kid loved getting them, and as an adult, I loved getting them. I just yeah. love getting socks, and you know. Let's
5: face it: there is nothing better than that brand new pair of socks feel. Nothing right. feels yeah. better than that, yeah.
3: Yeah, before you get them all squished down and old. Yep. I don't know. eats them. I,
1: I, I don't know. I like. Yeah. I like. Uh, I like my uh, my big uh, uh, knee high tube socks. Athletic shoes uh, socks that are worn you know they're kind of they're kind of stretched out a little bit but i love them right out of the dryer oh yeah put them on they fit all snug and warm i love a good sock i just love good socks you know but i think the problem is is uh is it's it's two-folded it's two-fold the problem is we got people that they want you know they they want i want this they see Christmas coming and right away they think of what they want. I want mm-hmm. this. I want that. I want this. I want that. And then they actually get to the point where they're demanding it. You know, I demand it. I want the latest and greatest, you know, PlayStation and this and that. And, and instead of, uh, you know, what are you going to give? What, what are you going to give for a gift? You know, yeah. what, do you, what are you going to give for a gift? I mean, the people even think that this article I'm looking at it starts out with this it says I grew up hearing that it is better to give than to receive and the older I get the more I aim to take this pass this message to heart nonetheless here I am in the midst of the holiday season stressed out about gifts I have not yet purchased you know it says when I when I picture the holidays I imagine strolling through the small shops in my town the carolers singing spotting a unique gift on my list Excuse me. but the reality is far more tedious short on time i madly scroll online to find something fast even as i hit purchase i'm second guessing the, sh- the slippers for mom will dad like the infrared bl- the infrared blanket i wonder you know yeah, we stress so much we stress so much about if people are going to like it, you know, and I, it's almost like, you know, our acceptance, our acceptance, our acceptance in life is hinged on if they're going to like the gift I got them, you
3: know. Well, we live in a constructed consumerist economy and our, our economy actually depends on us continuing to consume. If we don't, the businesses go under and everything collapses. So Mm. in a way, we are just doing our part to keep the economy going. But at the same time, my daughter asked what my husband and I want for Christmas. And we told her, we don't want anything. Um, He loves Martinelli's apple cider. And he said, you know what? Bring me a couple of bottles of Martinelli's apple cider and we'll get to have it together and that's a fine gift. We don't need anything that takes up space. We don't want anything. We don't there's nothing that we really need that we need you to provide. Let's have something that we can enjoy together. And we want you. We want your presence. The present of your presence is what we want.
1: Yeah, I think the act of giving does does feed into our happiness because we're giving, but that's all destroyed when we're you know, we're trying to appease the gift getter, you know,
6: yeah,
1: we're trying to give them, you know, I mean, what happened to the olden times, you know, when kids would, you know, my kids, when they were little, they'd make a macaroni pitcher for credit. Oh, yeah.
6: Oh, you yeah. know,
1: and uh, they'd give that to me. And it was like, you know, as a parent, you're going, oh, wow. Ooh, and on ah, over it. And you see their little smiling faces and, you know, they're happy. They're happy. And they gave that to you. All the hard work that went into it, and uh, what's happened to that? We we just don't have that anymore, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, not that I can see, anyway.
3: Well, we I were mean, talking about it uh, when we were discussing this the other day, and we were discussing what did people used to receive, you know, in in the eighteen hundreds and before. They didn't get a bunch of gifts from the store. They didn't get thousands of dollars worth of gifts. They uh-uh. would get a couple of oranges if they were lucky they -hmm. would get some nuts if they were lucky they would get some knitted goods socks hat mittens scarf Mm -hmm. maybe um and and possibly a little bit of candy or or you know peppermint candy and that was good and sufficient and everybody was happy you just made it
4: sound really good for me not to live back then (laughs)
3: <laughs> those are good Thank things God. and you know when you think about the fact that they didn't have supermarkets back, to Paul just G. everybody mm-hmm. have an orange
6: they couldn't yeah, just know, run
3: out and get fruit in december it wasn't there it didn't exist in december for most people and so to get an orange or or another piece of fruit at christmas was a really nice gift
1: or they'd get those uh grass or straw dolls someone would make yeah, that could. for them you know yeah uh,
2: I used to you think those yeah, my were kids make handmade stuff all the time.
1: time right? <laughs> yeah, oh, you know, know when, when, we to, uh, when we went wait, to little
3: macaroni pictures when we went to South Dakota
4: and stuff like that all the time.
3: Yeah, what pictures?
4: The little macaroni pictures and stuff. Oh the yeah, craft stuff. My kids yeah. still make
1: all that stuff. Shelby, you said you thought those little grass dolls were voodoo dolls?
2: Yes. <laughs> when, I would well, you're from Louisiana. I would cry.
3: Aren't you in Louisiana where that was, uh, uh, that's kind of a bigger uh, thing? Mississippi. Mississippi, yeah. yeah.
2: but still, you know. Is it, yeah. She lived down, down on the eyes, Scary.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. We no went wonder to my South sister. Dakota <laughs> a couple years ago, and we went to the Laura Ingalls Wilder homestead where they lived oh. up in, um, yeah, the town in South Dakota where they lived. Anyway, <laughs> we made corn cob dolls.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So they
3: had the little uh, corn cobs at the end of the season that have already had the corn shucked off and, and removed. And they dry the corn cobs. And then they used to make dolls out of it. They would use a little bit of yarn, a little bit of scrap fabric. And you could make a bonnet and a hat and tie the tie the clothes on. And then you have a little doll.
1: I mean the uh, yeah. you know the older the old guys would sit there on the porch be whittling on uh on a piece of wood and they'd be done building like a little uh a little cart or something uh, or whittling a horse or something and it end up being a gift it'd be a gift at Christmas that they would give to a child or something like that I mean you know things that were made by hand I think is what we're alluding to you know there was there was uh, an investment into it is what it is you invested into the gift and uh and then uh, you know time and effort you know it's because they didn't uh, have walmart bro.
3: Well, I know
4: that's what i'm saying they had walmart they went down that's to what walmart I'm well know, now
3: that's up. not true russ because ask grammy what she might make for people sometimes for christmas my grandmother made us slippers every year we every one of us got a pair of crocheted slippers every year
4: yeah,
7: and it was nice
3: because we actually
1: made the yarn
3: we actually used them and and we looked forward to those
1: oh right. yeah yeah i mean uh but it's the investment of I will
4: make- say grammy made these two little blanket dolls for aspen and madison and out of all the toys they've gotten over the last year um that's the one they play with the
1: most uh-huh so, see so it is
3: the one of a kind that can't be replaced from a store.
0: Exactly. Well, yeah, um, about it, you know. well, and Grammy could just as easily have made like scarves or sweaters for Caleb and Tori, right, Russ?
3: <laughs> oh, well, speaking yeah, of sweaters, yeah, that's, yeah, I, that's I, one I, thing I you learn.
4: I think the little girls appreciate it uh, more than older kids would.
0: Right.
3: One thing you learn as, kids, as man, a knitter they, they or crocheter is <laughs> you don't make people sweaters.
4: People. Yeah. No. No. Scarves, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, they really, they, they do. They play with it all over the place i was going to ask you (laughs) a question real quick before we get way off of where we were um you said you went to an estate sale how was that and how did you get into one of those
3: well um they're open to the public
1: follow the signs
3: we have a few estate sale companies really
1: Oh, well, you need to go to a estate sale. You need it's to go to basically
3: a, a yard sale.
1: It's a big giant yard sale, yeah.
3: But there, we have a few estate sale companies out here, and when typically when somebody dies or if they become incapacitated and they have to go into assisted living or whatever, they're downsizing their house, uh, they will have an estate sale company come and conduct the basically the yard sale, the estate sale of everything in the house, and and they do it at pricing that is yard sale pricing, but if they have anything worth something, they're going to price it at its actual worth. Um, So in fact, there was one this year that I went to that was so super, they had 450 photos online before you even went of this place. And there was so much there that they had to do the sale in three different weekends. And, I went on uh, the first or second weekend. This place was absolutely amazing. Uh, The person had been a regional manager of some large, uh, uh, like a food corporation, but he was interested in so many things and he had several collections. He had a turquoise jewelry collection. He had a book collection. He had a magazine collection of various magazines of different types and he went from you know the 70s to now with all the magazines in order of this particular whatever it was it was great and there was a bunch of antique tools antique outdoor stuff antique um butter churns and all kinds of kitchen stuff it was crazy
1: yeah i tell you yeah. russ if, if you're into tools Yep. If you're into tools and that, I mean, estate uh, 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 sales are the places to go. Because like uh, like chanda alluded to, they they are, selling, they are selling everything. Everything's there. And uh, uh, you just go in and uh, they, you can even kind of barter a little bit with them. Uh, yeah, it's like an episode
3: something. of American Pickers, but everybody's invited.
1: Yeah. And uh, it's amazing what you can go in there and find. Uh, I go in there. I go to estate sales looking for tools, looking for books, and uh, Grammy oh. goes in there looking for who knows what she's looking for. But they're a lot of fun, and they're they're free. They're free to go to. You just follow the signs. At least the ones around here are. And I would much rather go to an estate so, sale than a yard. Yep, sale. Yep,
5: absolutely, absolutely. I I go because a lot of times out in the garage. There's, uh, the guys will have, like, the stuff that nobody thinks about. Would you stop? Really? You're putting Russell's kids to shame. Um, (laughs) No, out out in the garage, they've got all the stuff that, like, nobody ever thought about, right? And so, um, I've, like, I've picked up, like, two-by-twos of ebony, um, out of garages that it's just scrap wood to someone, right?
3: Right. Yeah. Well, you learn that they, they do that. They put all the man stuff. Sorry, everyone. They put all the man stuff out in the garage or along, you know, lining the back wall of the building. Or if, yeah. if it's a nice day, of course they do this in the spring and summer usually. So it's nice and sunny. You're going to have the yard littered with all kinds of tools and, and hand tools. And this one had like six different cast iron wood stoves and they were antique. So they weren't, you know, serviceable for, for use, but they were cool for a yard ornament or whatever. And then indoors, they usually have all the kitchen gadgets and the furniture and books. And uh, a lot of times there will be a room of crafting. Uh-huh. It, it will have fabric and yarn and, and you know, notions and all the different things that you would need for crafting.
1: I mean, there's, it's just a fascinating place to go to. I think our, our estate sales. So my <clears throat>
2: my brother in law works estate sales here in Mississippi. They and they're big usually deal. Usually last a whole weekend. Uh huh. They they'll go on Thursday nights to the um, destination, spend the night, and they start on Friday mornings and last goodness. I mean, you know, Friday Saturday, and they come home on Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. And they, about, go ahead.
1: I was gonna say they work those estate sales, the people that do them, uh, they start and they don't stop until everything's gone. And then right. they usually have like a uh I think when we had Aunt Mina, uh uh Grammy's Aunt Mina's house, she had so much stuff in there we didn't know what we were gonna do with it, and we didn't want to turn the family loose. You right. know, we didn't want the family to go in there and just start plowing through all her stuff. You know, and they said, and we said, let's get somebody in here to do an estate sale. If they want her stuff, they can buy it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so they went in. It took them two days to set the sale up. The sale was for three days. And Grammy and I were not allowed in the house. We were not allowed to be there while they were setting it up. Mm-hmm. They said, they told us, get what you want. And then you're not allowed back until the sale starts.
3: Right. You know, well, because and, the reason is the estate sale company, they come in and decide if they're going to take the job and they uh-huh. do that based on what's there and uh-huh. how much they can and they have to do and it worth it to them. Yeah. We actually considered um, starting an estate sale company because there's room in the, in the area for another one. Uh, there, there, I think there are four, but there's, it's a pretty big region. Um, uh-huh. But their liability insurance is six thousand to eight, thousand per year. And if it's a big sale, like the one I went to with you know all that stuff, they've got eight or ten workers that they hire right. for the sale. right. So they're paying hourly wages to people and they are paying this exorbitant uh, liability insurance. And then of course they have advertising costs and signage and all that. Yeah, and they're they, watching people like a hawk
1: too, boy right
3: well so they have to make sure that after they accept the job that all the things that they saw there that made the job worth taking are still there when the job comes
0: mm-hmm. because
3: if they let you come and take something like the right. refrigerator or a big ticket item now they've lost part <laughs> exactly. of exactly the you know what they calculated as making this a profitable sale
1: yeah, they told us you could come back when the sale's going, and if there's something you forgot that you wanted, you can buy it then. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But they're at the end. Of, but then at the end of the at the end of the sale, when they're done, they're going into their last day. Whatever's left goes to auction. They right. they actually had an auction. They auctioned everything out. And then uh, when the sale was over, Grammy got notice that it was over. We went to the house. There was not nothing there at all. Nothing. It was all well. They gone.
3: do. Yeah. They clean it up. What they call broom clean. Um, and yet kid says, uh, parasites. So I'm not sure if he means that the estate sale people are parasites because they're preying on you and taking your money for the things that they sell. But typically, um, they're actually doing people a really good service and well, they, are. They, t- they take, um, 30% of the profit of the sale proceeds. Uh, some, will take 40%. So it's, it's a pretty, pretty industry standard. They take 30 or 40% and, um, they do a great service. They, I have seen them take a house that was, you know, hoarder full, uh, but still had some things that were worth selling and knock it out in a four day sale and get a house ready for sale and help a family that, had no other way mm-hmm. to get rid of that stuff. Yeah, and that's exactly it. Yeah. And on top of it, they um take the ben they they benefit you by also getting rid of whatever trash is there.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
3: they will bring a yard dumpster if they have to, you know, twenty yard, ten yard, whatever size dumpster and and get rid of the trash and haul that away. And you they know, leave it broom clean, empty right. and clean. Right.
5: When
1: we were done, we uh they did such a great job. You know, Grammy goes, uh, Well, I'm going to I'm going to give them a a tip or, you know, I'm going to give them a tip a little bonus. Um, And they said no, no, we got our fee. That's all we want. You know, this is your this is your money. You keep it. We don't need a tip. We got our fee. Everybody's happy let us know when you wanted to do it as the want us to do it again. So yeah. we,
4: we couldn't do that down here in South Carolina, man, because the estate sales would be over in the trailer park when Billy Bob lost <laughs> his mortgage again. And then you go out there and be Camaro parts out to the left. <laughs> oh, Dale Earnhardt, memorabilia inside in the kitchen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Oh, you know, can make I've it a killing. Pro- <laughs> go ahead, Eric. Um, I've got a personal friend that I, you know, see maybe once, once, twice a week. And, um, you know, and i talked to him on the phone every day, him and his partner <clears throat> used to work and own like, like an antique shop and they have a thing for like vi- visiting like antique shops here and there to see, see what looks interesting and, and collecting antiques and if you were to see the inside of their house and the inside of like a detached garage, you, you could bet that once they're gone, th- this is going to be the estate sale of the century because, well, you of, know, because of a lot of the antique items they have in their possession.
1: I've talked this over with Grammy several times. We've discussed this and we've, you know, there's times when we want to just, man, I, I want to just get rid of all this. I want to get rid of all our junk. Let's just get rid of all our junk. Let's empty out our our storage sheds. I mean, our sh- storage sheds in the back and let's just get rid of everything. You know, let's get And she goes, what do you want to do? I go, let's have an estate sale of our own stuff. Yeah. Take the stuff we want to keep and put it in a room and lock the door so nobody can get into it and then just the have the estate room. Sale. Yeah, the <laughs> yarn room exactly. And sell everything and then take that check and start start from scratch. I mean, yeah. you can make you can make good money. Yeah. I mean, I was I was really surprised with how much money that uh Grammy got from that estate sale. Uh, I really was. But uh you know, it's well worth the money. It's uh, I think it's well worth the effort and the time. Uh, and I, I love going to estate sales. We're driving around. We're coming home from the store. Estate sale. Turn right. Turn right. Turn right. We're turning yeah. going down to the street. <clears throat> I have, Russ. I've found some really obscure stuff. I've, I actually found a tool I was looking for that I couldn't find anywhere. And I was thinking I was going to have to make it to do something. I don't remember what I was working on. Probably that Jimmy that we have and uh i was walking going through tools and i found it i found it in the tool in the tool pile that they had there i couldn't believe it you know hey how much for this you know things are usually marked or like uh shonda says they have workers in every room uh you know Eh, that's five bucks god you got it man. Yuck
3: says what happened to work hard america's gone crazy i think um i think at this point it's a cultural thing because it is a pushed economy, because we have uh, this this consumption economy that we didn't choose. I mean, we we I was born into it. Right.
0: Um,
3: we we do. We all have stuff. I mean, we do work hard. I think. I think there are. I think the majority of the population does work hard, and. People buy things and people get gifts, and you get an accumulation of things over the years and you end up with really too much stuff. Even Mm -hmm. even most people who are um, under what would be considered the poverty line often have too much stuff. Uh, It may not always be exactly the right stuff or the most useful stuff for them, but a lot of them have too much stuff. And so we have this secondary economy that has developed which is really useful to a lot of people who can't afford to buy all the expensive new stuff, people buy used. Um, mm-hmm. But in addition to the people who just can't afford new, there are people who like to u- buy new- used. They like to look for certain collectible items. They like to you know, collect 90. a grouping of things that you can't find anymore more new because it's been discontinued. So there's a whole new economy that goes around um that that owning of things well he says now i sound desperate but no that's not i'm just trying to explain how it works does anybody yeah. d- can anybody help me under- help um, understand
4: help understand that well, no we are uh, them rare rare antiquities like the elvis tv trade. yeah oh,
3: yeah exactly lunchboxes.
4: yeah like the lunchbox- old tummy.
2: the old Tommy canning jars that's yeah.
1: where I go and find my canning jars is estate sales Yeah, or or old Tupperware. You know, you're mm-hmm. looking for li- you're looking for a lid for that one piece of Tupperware. Yeah, yeah, you don't you know what my,
4: my son, he's 20 years old. He goes out to yard sales and stuff like that all the time
1: on the weekends to find records.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Albums, yeah. you betcha. Yeah, yeah.
1: And that's why estate sales are really good for that, too. And instruments. I mean I've seen clarinets, right. saxophones, trumpets, oh, you know, you know uh, guitars, you, 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 you guitars thought, and all that stuff. stuff. Yeah. Good instruments.
0: Yeah. Um mm-hmm. I know, know with me, like I have like a habit of like doing like online shopping, like on eBay, because I just have a thing for like buying liking to buy like you know, not nice clothing. It doesn't have to be anything Brenton's spanking new, but um I know that you know and, and 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 of course the thing about when it comes to me like wearing like certain pieces of clothing, I'm You'll never see me wear or buy a fur coat because I know that's just not my style. Yeah, well, you I
3: wouldn't like own one these days. But coat, when I, I was a kid,
0: that was all <laughs> I have leather coats. Probably, I and
4: wouldn't. You let that that's beard a... grow out, put that hair back in a I'll go get you a mink. Man, nah, I'm tired.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, your... I might be the Bob Barker, you know, of not wanting to do fur coats, but I'll do leather coats. That's another thing about estate
1: sales is clothing. Oh my gosh it's oh. it's like a thrift store yeah. you know you go oh, yeah. in there and the clothing one the person's trash yeah. is another person's an treasure oh man that's right
2: eric
1: socks socks and boxers eric i mean socks uh Russ, right. because um, <laughs> because
0: like you know like if you know if somebody know of a woman in, in your family or friend that's getting married and you might stumble across like a wedding dress that that they Handcraft. would not make handcrafted anymore and and, yeah. and if right. it's like their size you'd be like I've got to get this wedding dress for them and have them, like, try it on and see if, and, and you'd probably save them the money from how, having to buy a wedding dress from, like, David's bridal or Filene's basement.
3: Yeah. I like yeah. to find vintage textiles, um, you know, like the doilies or uh-huh. there you oh, can yeah. find a lot of times linen tablecloths or linen napkins, um, things that are embroidered. I love those. A lot of that right. stuff is
1: handmade, too. Yeah, you find you know because uh, somebody's grandmother gave it to them or, or something. You'd be uh, you don't know and you never know what you're getting. You could be getting something that's really worth a lot of money, and you you just don't know. I don't know if the people that do the estate sales, like, uh, do they keep an eye out for you know uh, real expensive antique stuff? I have no idea. I think um, I kind yeah, that's part of the money that they make. The one that does that. So I know
4: that they set everything up and everything and that's probably what the larger pill of it is. But you could do the you could do that yourself, right? Like you could there, you don't need a license or anything to have that big of a sale.
1: Yeah, it's called a yard sale.
3: Yeah, right. yeah, you're when you don't own, you know. Like I when mean, you're there are some you know, it's crazy. There right are some now, municipalities yeah. that only allow you four sales a year. So if you want to have a yard sale, you only can have four a year. Other municipalities have a different number set, but, um, so I well, guess you um, have to check your own city ordinance to see if they allow it, but usually one sale, you're allowed to have, yeah, and you can conduct your own and it's well, a like,
0: deal. Well, here in Georgia, if I'm not mistaken, is, um, you, you know, in order to avoid having to get like a business license, to do a yard sale, like if you do not exceed three days, it could be like you could take a one day break and then, and then resume a, another three day sale, but um, but I guess if there's somebody else who lives in Georgia who might be able to correct me if I'm wrong, or unless they, they might be like, 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 if you're limited to four a year, meaning you would have to like do it quarterly or, and then probably there might be some states that they, they might, might requ- require you to, to have like a business license because, because you know, they're going to want their money. The
1: thing about using a professional to do it though, and I think Shelby can confer this is that you know if i was to do it on my house i wouldn't know what what kind of price to put on stuff they do yeah. they would know how to price it
2: actually yeah. I'm that. yeah they
1: yeah. they know how they know how to price stuff to sell stuff and they know how yeah. to get the best dollar for it too mm-hmm. so you know okay. whereas well, I, bring I have in
3: all the tables and they have you know the, the signage and they stage it for you and they lay it you know out in uh they group <coughs> it so that people if they're looking for a particular kind of thing, they go to that tables grouping and, you know, uh, you're not going to know how to do all that. Right. Shelby, right.
1: Does the relative... they would know how to price it. Hey, Shelby, the yeah. relative that you have that does that. Are they do they have by chance, do they have a thrift store? I'm just no, curious. no, no,
2: no. They they just do this because the man that um actually that does the options used to own a store within the furniture market that comes in town uh-huh. and he used to work for the gentleman that run that store
1: yeah see i was wondering about that these people that do the estate sales if they have like a thrift store or something and they go in and then of course you know they'll buy they'll buy stuff to uh probably go into their thrift store, you would imagine. I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, if
3: Typically, some of them do have their stores and typically when the sale is over, whatever didn't sell, they own it because that's part of the deal. It's part of the contract. Ah, and okay. So if they do have anything left, they are allowed to auction it or sell it or donate it or whatever um some some people don't want them to own it and sell it after they want them to be forced to donate it and so in the contract you can say no you have to donate it or you have to leave it here for us
0: donate um, to charity yes
3: yeah but typically in the contract they own it so they can do what they want and some of them do have thrift stores and they do sell it and
0: i that, would be the,
1: uh i would be the show me the money guy yeah <laughs> what the
3: money. well nine
2: times out of ten with the ones that my brother-in-law and sister-in-law do um there is nothing left my daughter went to one i think it was last month and she said mom you just wouldn't believe the the things that are here and um so she told me after well she wasn't allowed to um because that would be a infringement of uh what they call that um disclosure a disclosure act she had to sign a piece of paper oh, gotcha. because um, something about the disclosure because um, it would be like advertising, I guess you would say. Um, mm. But she said she told me she's after it was all over with. She um, she called on the way home and uh, she said everything was gone. There was nothing left. They sold everything.
1: I think if I owned a thrift store, I would have. I would be going to estate sales all the time.
3: well and there are certifications uh the one of the one of the companies here i know has uh the guy that runs it is certified and he's a certified appraiser and he's certified and i think he's a member of uh, there's a couple of different associations there's uh the american society of estate liquidators and there's a national association of estate liquidators and there may be others too um so there are things to learn and certifications to get. And I guess that gives you a leg up in the industry. Wow. Yeah, I would
2: think so too.
1: Hey, uh, I wanna point out that Abrin's uh, done a great job posting a lot of today's in histories in the chat room. Uh, she's got a bunch of them in there, a lot of interesting ones in there for you to read and uh, know what's going on. And today, today in history, uh, but yeah, hey, I did I did notice a mistake. I don't. I noticed a mistake here. I want to bring oh, it to no. your attention. Oh, On no. famous birthdays, yeah, famous birthdays. You got you know people listed and uh, Ty Cobb and Betty Grable. You got Keith Richards saying that he was born in 1943. No, no, that was 17.
0: 43 uh, <laughs> um and then people who died today of course included like joseph barbera you know one of the you know, you know him and william hannah Hanna yeah. hannah barbera like yeah. the flintstones yeah. the jetsons yogi bear and um you also have zsa, zsa gabor she missed her oh, 100th wait. birthday
7: no old man that's um the english musician And singer, he was born in 1943.
1: No, no, that's what I'm talking about. From the Rolling Stones, Keith Richards.
7: Did I put 17 or 19?
1: No, it should be 1743.
7: No, it's 19. (laughs) Oh, why? I do not get the joke. Uh, Oh,
1: it's because how old he looks. He's been around (laughs)
7: forever. Okay, I'm too young to joke like that.
1: I mean, I've seen a picture of Keith Richards showing Beethoven how to play the piano. I mean, it's it's, it's (laughs) how.
0: Well, uh, and then, of course, Chris Farley died on this day back in 1997. It, it was just it doesn't a little...
3: seem like it's been that long, does it? Mm-mm. No, it
7: no. doesn't. Gosh, I had to but... run to my computer and look it up and
1: everything. <laughs> 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 well, look up a picture, a current picture of Keith Richards. You'll know what I'm talking about. Oh, jeez. Well, <laughs> and um, he's been dead for ten years. Like no, told
4: Man, him. he looks the same after 27 years.
1: Oh, that's it. I saw yeah, a picture right. of him. I saw a picture of Keith Richards uh, holding uh, Willie Nelson as a little baby. Yeah, that's
6: right.
4: <laughs> hey, Willie Nelson just celebrated his 90th uh, birthday on uh, TV.
1: Ooh, on the nice! 90th? Really?
4: On, uh, uh, TV, they had a lot of different bands out there. Just yeah. Willing to, you can find clips of it, I'm sure, but there's a lot of great bands out there.
1: Yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to point that out to you. Uh, right. yeah. Well, <laughs>
0: And I think um Zsa Zsa Gabor, She was once married to Conrad Hilton, and they had a daughter together. And um, and I'm sure people called oh, Paris. Um, um, <laughs> not, not not well. I think that would be Paris Hilton's great grandfather, obviously. Um, and of course, um, you, know, Who could ever forget the time that Jaja uh, was stopped by the police and she assaulted the police officer? Remember that one? <laughs> yeah. yeah i would have if i'd have been the cop
1: i'd have just started laughing at her really (laughs) really really
0: right right
1: you know and and then of
0: course um the the husband that um that jaja was on when she died Um, i mean talk about a real doozy of a guy (laughs) Right. i was reading
3: she she was basically one of the first people
5: who were famous
3: for just being famous
5: jaja yeah
3: it says no special talent no hit tv series uh like her sister had she was um her accent was drenched in diamonds her name was synonymous with frivolity and camp and she winked and carried on about men darling and the drool burdens of the idle rich
0: yeah i guess (laughs) welcome ronald sister's name eva gabor um she, she of course did bianca in the rescuers movies and and I think she did a couple other like movies and TV shows and then
1: who Who's in Green Acres? Another-
0: I, yeah. I think that might have been Eva. Eva. was Green anger. That was she Eva. Was, she was, yeah. She was a And they had another sister, Magda. Huh. And um but of course, you know, JaJa was like a the 1936 Miss Miss Hungry Pageant winner. Who? Hungry pageant. Miss Hungry.
6: Uh, Hungary. Oh, Cuz they're Hungarian. <laughs> Not hungry. Uh, hungry, not hungry.
4: Oh man, it's like the that hungry pageant. Hungry
6: I want
1: to go door. there. Slam <laughs> oh, Why did I enter girl. that? Why did I enter that contest? The hungry pageant. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. I got, I got uh, my mind was uh, distracted. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was watching this old, these old film, this old of uh, uh, videos of the um Marx Brothers uh you know groucho marx and he had harpo and chico you know the from the old uh marx brother movies did you know i saw a movie and i can't remember the name of the movie but it highlighted uh harpo marx and uh, you know people go why was his name harpo why was his name well because he played the harp he played harp it was a concert harpist and it shows him playing the harp oh my god he was He was fabulous at playing that. He was playing some Hungarian uh, piece of music, and Chico was a piano player, and they showed Chico Harps playing the, I mean, uh, Chico Marks playing the piano. And I I know everybody's sitting here going, "Who the heck is he talking about?" Never mind. Uh, Well, weren't
3: they weren't they a vaudevillian family?
1: Yes, they were. Yeah, they Uh, were up there with the Barry Moores.
4: How how cruel it would be to name a pageant the miss hungry pageant with all them little skinny girls up there dude no, no one
2: is hungry. All yeah that that would be kind of
1: would be funny <laughs>
3: so the the gabor incident with the police officer was in 1989 she hit a police officer for pulling over her rolls royce because of a traffic violation she was convicted of a misdemeanor battery on a police officer driving without a driver's license and having an open container of alcohol in the car guess oh, how long wow. in jail, guess how long she served in jail
1: 15 nice. minutes
3: three days
1: oh wow I nice.
3: oh, surprised. I'm and, surprised. The, and, and it was then she had to do uh, community service at a, a thirteen thousand dollars in fines. <laughs>
0: I mean in mean, that the Beverly Hillbillies movie from 1993, um, that was like a a movie adaptation of the classic TV show. She even made a cameo appearance in like the in like the jail lineup, and Mr. Drysdale <laughs> fainted.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so was it? Re- it really was Jazza Gabor's. Uh, cameo that really out? was
0: her. Oh bro, man! And, and Kurt Russell made an uncredited cameo appearance, like like driving the Jeep, saying "Nice wheels, bud," and then just it flipped off the Hillbillies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know the the Gabor's were uh, Jaja Gabor was kind of like the uh, original uh, Kardashians. I mean, to me, that's what it seemed like. You know, no hey, talent, um... <laughs> no talent. Don't, don't don't do nothing. But they're all, all they're all famous. You know, for what? Yeah, come on. So, uh, it's just
0: well, cool. the sex tape is what made Kim Kardashian famous. Yeah, plus plus yeah. plus plus, dear old dad who represented OJ Simpson.
1: Now that, yeah, I mean, that's how the Kardashian name got famous, really, is because Mm -hmm. their dad was, uh, he was a representative of uh, OJ Simpson in that trial.
0: Yeah, along with Robert Shapiro, Ethley Bailey, and Johnny Cochran. And who was the lady, who was the lady, the prosecutor? Marsha Clark.
1: Marsha Clark.
0: Whatever happened to Marsha Clark? Well, she's like a contributor and entertainment correspondent for Entertainment Tonight and Inside Edition. Oh. because really? I mean, because when when OJ was acquitted, that really ended hers and Christopher Darden's prosecutorial careers.
1: Mm. Yeah. Uh, did you happen. see what I saw? I see what Yuck said in here. I don't know if you saw it, Shauna. She he says, no, sorry, Shanda. I just think all of you guys have been pushed into a corner. America was the best and I love it. But now it's just not a good country anymore. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> can't argue with you. Well, I mean, um, and yuck mentions posh <laughs> Spice Victoria Beckham.
3: Yeah, just like well now, but she was... definitely has its its flaws.
1: Yeah, but Victoria Beckham, though she was a Spice
0: Girl, that's where she's famous. absolutely and. You know, you know and, what's um, crazy?
3: I have I have almost no idea of of all of the people that you're talking about. I mean, I kind of know who the Spice Girls are and I of course kind of know who the Kardashians are, but I have never once watched us. Well, I've never listened to Spice Girls and I've never once watched a Kardashian anything. So I am so
1: well, out of here. how much MTV did you watch? You know,
0: girl? well, I think as far as the Kardashian show is concerned, Shonda, you're probably not missing a thing. <laughs>
3: Um, MTV, you know what? My sister loved MTV. I watched it a little uh, because it was always on because my sister watched it, but it, for the most part, it didn't play the kind of music I liked.
1: Yeah. And see, and I only know them because of that, because my kids growing up with their music, you know, and my kids aren't, you know, my kids are around your age too. So, Hey, I want to welcome everybody's coming into the show. I see a lot of new names. Come on in, grab a cup of coffee, sit down and enjoy the show. Hit that follow button for us we'd really appreciate it and uh become part of the old man's podcast pod people and uh welcome welcome good to see you but um yeah uh my kids i don't i don't even really think my kids were into the spice girls at welcome I
0: just,
1: you know i just knew it from them and uh the only reason i knew um uh what's their names the The one we were just talking about, the one that's married to David. Victoria Beckham, Posh Spice. Yeah, the only reason I remember her is because she married David Beckham from, uh, you know, uh, Manchester United. I mean, the big soccer player, the big world-renowned soccer player in England. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't even know who she is, you know. Uh, So, yeah. Um,
0: Jerry, you know, the red-headed one, (coughs) she was Ginger Spice. And then Emma, you know, the blonde, she was Baby Spice. and And then you had the two Melanies. Like Mel, Mel B, um, you know, the, you know, like the, you know, like the, like the African, you know, I'm like the, I, I'm trying to think of the right word. You know, she's like the dark skinned one. And then Mel C, you know, the sporty spice. And then they call Mel B scary spice.
6: The dark skin,
0: <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what the politically correct term is over there, but like the politically correct term here in America is African American. Yeah,
5: the, the correct term Black. is they were all hot. That was the the thing. We were all hot.
0: Well, but um,
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm old school, and I still do it. We're talking really with Grammy, just... and there's somebody on a show, <laughs> an actor, you know, actors there, and uh, you know, I go, hey, have Dude, do... okay, hold on, have we, have we seen that actor before. She goes, what actor? I go, that one right there. She goes, which one? There's five of them. The black guy. Have we seen the black guy? Oh yeah, yeah, we seen him before. So I mean, I uh, you know, you want do to do gotten too politically correct to just describe people i saw this thing where you can't I, I mean i i'm so i feel sorry for the cops you know your house get robbed you know as you come in and you go hey uh so uh who who was it can you you got a description yeah okay uh well tell me about him well well he's it was a it was a, a uh, I think uh you can't say what gender you can't say if it was a guy or a girl If it was big or tall black white i mean you can't say anything anymore you know because it's like everybody be offended i mean come on i mean we're made like we are so we're easy to describe you know i mean i don't get offended because I mean, somebody say i'm a bald guy yeah, i mean don't come worry on. about
5: getting offended or offending anybody when you're describing the person committing the crime or breaking yeah. into your house don't worry yeah. about that that's that's their response they can be offended all they want when they're sitting in jail thinking about the rest of their life choices <laughs>
1: I'm offended because I, yeah, and when they're in jail, exactly, I mean, exactly, yeah. I mean, you got to just say it, Abrit. I don't understand the quote of the day. Quote of the day from George Washington: "Few men have virtue to withstand the highest bidder." I don't understand. That quote. So
7: it's you Um most men are willing to like sell their their life for money. They're they're willing to just give up anything for money
1: oh okay in other words he, what he's saying is everybody's got a everybody's got a price
7: there you go yeah
1: yeah okay all right come on george you couldn't put it simpler than that
7: <laughs> well that's how they talk well um, it
1: really didn't
4: seem that hard to understand
0: no well, that, 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 there oh, wasn't
4: such i can withstand the highest <laughs> bitter yeah hey I'm this
1: nice isn't too. thursday this
0: yeah, isn't thursday. Back, thursday going back over here well, <laughs> i was save it for thursday old man
3: well so let's talk about the oncoming winter first day of winter what oh, is that's, everybody going to observe in the winter that's time? thirsty that's the thirsty. frost outdoors in the morning the dew on the spider webs <clears throat> what's your favorite part of winter we're going to take it back to monday russ
1: I love
3: <laughs> everybody's like, uh, we don't know, we don't want to talk yeah, about that. We're winter.
1: gonna talk about that on the rest of the show. Uh, you know what I love about it? I it, it's uh, it's the beginning of new things. I mean, because now we're gonna, now days are gonna start getting longer, uh, warmth is on its way. You know what I'm saying? That's what I like about it. No, no, that's spring, parts. buddy. The
3: no, beginning. but it's no, funny though that the, the shortest is like day the of the year, of everything. The shortest day of the year is the first day of winter. So really during winter, you're, you're winding towards spring and your days are getting longer and all those things. Isn't that interesting? I was,
1: (laughs) I I was, I was talking to, I was talking to my friend.
4: That's what I was saying.
1: I was, that's what I was saying. We start, we, we, (laughs) we set, we hit bottom and now we're going back up. Exactly. Um, but I was yes. talking to my uh, that friend of mine from uh, Easy Rider, Tenerife, uh, that podcast, uh, Adam, and he's in the Canary Islands. And I was talking about how you know the the winter solace is here, you know, yeah, yeah, the you know the shortest day of the year and this and that. And I'm he's going, we don't we don't really experience this here. <laughs> it's like oh <laughs> yeah, because they're not. I don't know if they're. I I Monica. Know, I don't know if they're Southern hemisphere or not. They're right on it. The, they're almost right on the equator. I believe the Canary Islands are mm. so, uh, you know, those people, they didn't get to experience, all the good stuff like we do. You know, I love it they
4: though. Just get experience, beautiful weather
1: all year round. Oh, I know it makes me sick. <laughs> like, I know the little, the little spot. Really I do
4: awesome.
1: <laughs> the little spot I do for him, you know, it's like, I throw in weather, and it goes, looks like it's going to be a great week for you out there riding your motorcycles. It's going to be 21 degrees centigrade and not a cloud in sight, you know? Hi, George. Just like it was last week, the week before, and the week before that, and it's going to be for the next weeks coming ahead, you know? I actually saw a weather report where they showed a little rain coming in on a Thursday.
3: Yeah, I've never really looked at equatorial sunlight, but it says that the um, the equator... The equatorial area
1: all around. Oh, you're breaking up really bad. You're in the matrix Shonda. You're breaking up. Oh no. We couldn't hear we couldn't hear a word you said and it sounded important. <clears throat> no,
6: it
1: wasn't. <clears throat> yeah, I don't Oh, you're still breaking up. I you know, I wouldn't wanna uh, you know, as gorgeous and as that as it sounds, I wouldn't want to live there i want the weather changes i want the i want the i want to experience summer fall, s- fall winter su- spring summer i want to experience the seasons i do that's why i like it up here where i'm at in uh the state of washington you know because we get it all you know we're, we're in the winter we're getting into winter and you know and then spring comes and then summer and then fall i mean i love the changes of the weather i really do
3: you know yeah.
1: people I say well you're
3: saying that the equator has 12 hours of sun year round, roughly.
1: Yeah, so it's almost split right in half, isn't it?
3: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> it's so funny. Well, would you like to live there? Would you like to live in a, an environment like that,
3: uh, Shonda? No.
1: You like the seasons?
3: I love the seasons.
4: All
6: right, well, that's
1: it. Okay, go on to another subject. <laughs>
4: Just me, a little grass hut dude, my Malta, a girl who don't speak English. It'd be
1: awesome. To... Well,
3: now I'm afraid yeah. of the matrix. For about a week,
1: for about a week. Oh no, you're fine. You sound good now. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be you'd like that for about a week, maybe a month, and then you're going, man, I got to get out of here. If it's you just, meant just me. Too, I'd be out there for too... the rest <laughs> of my life. with Jimmy Buffett album. <laughs>
3: oh yeah, drinking his margarita. You're
1: playing, you're playing Jimmy Buffett albums. Yeah. No. Yeah. Hey. So, uh, Shonda, I was thinking, so you got the rooster, you got Zeb. Uh, how's he doing? I haven't heard him today.
3: Well, why'd you have to ask that?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I was just I was just curious. Oh, because okay. I wanted to ask you another question. So you got a
3: rooster. Well, because it's 14 minutes from the end of my time today, and now I have to, I, now I have to tell you that he up and died.
5: No.
6: What? What? No.
3: I wasn't even. I I was just. (laughs) I was just gonna let it go into oblivion, because I didn't want to tell everybody. But and and there's no, we don't know why. He there was there was no attack. There were no missing feathers. There was no evidence of any kind of.
0: Welcome back, Marley.
3: Illness or. Any foul play, haha, of any kind. You
0: should have named
1: him um, Foul play. Yeah, <laughs> no, pun, no pun intended.
3: He literally just fell over dead. Oh, that breaks my heart. I know.
1: I oh, love wow. him Oh, jeez. I did I too, mind. and
3: we miss hearing him in he the morning. His and last now that our, is sad. our poor hens are <laughs> roosterless.
5: Oh, for crying And he was I young.
3: Love. He was so young. But you know, I was looking. I was looking it up because i was like okay sudden death in chickens when Uh they're not ill there's no illness in the flock they're all healthy and um there there's actually a thing called flip over disease or something and uh it it typically affects the males and they just croak over there's something about their metabolism and the way they're metabolizing carbohydrates and I don't know. I I can't think of any other thing that it might have been. So,
0: gym girl, welcome. That's that's
4: just
1: broke
0: my heart. Oh, how
4: funny is it I they know. call it flip over disease?
3: Well, I'm sure there's a real name for it, but it, it, the vernacular is flip over disease. Um, but yeah, I I um, <gasps> yeah. There's no Zeb.
1: <laughs> Jesus. That's just that's heartbreaking. I I know, and you go, but you're laughing, old man. Well, it is kind of comical at the same time. The way the way shot went, the way you went into it, it was like, oh my gosh. I mean, oh well, you know, it's funny
3: because it's not funny. But I was thinking, in the olden days, like we were talking Ah. about earlier, what a devastation that would have been to lose a rooster I mean oh, we, can yeah. get it. we can go get another one you know usually you find people who have more than one or two or three or four and they don't want them so they're easy to find um but in the olden days y- you would not be able to continue your flock if you lost your rooster and no, it would you have been have a rooster. very devastating anyway I mean it is yeah. devastating because we love we really liked him you know we enjoyed watching him and hearing him and he was good with the hens and he was a pretty good rooster as far as they go. And yeah, I don't know.
1: Oh, I don't even want to go into what I was gonna talk about.
3: You had a question, <laughs> what was it?
1: Well, oh, I had a comment I was gonna make. I was gonna get I was gonna say, well, since you have a rooster now, did you ever think about owning a monkey? But <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: now I just
0: oh, everyone's wow. week. <laughs>
1: But now it's like, oh,
5: forget it. You know,
0: <laughs> um, I don't think I wouldn't want to own a chimp either. I'm um, like, um, Brian this, this lucky thing, you know, um, Michael Jackson was able to own bubbles all those years.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I was just well, I don't even want to talk about it now. I mean, it's I just, but, so but we could
3: have. Have I ever told you about my neighbor that lived? We shared a backyard fence and she had a monkey.
1: No. Really? Yes.
3: yes. She had a spider monkey and oh, it was so much fun. We loved playing with that thing, except her mother hated the thing because they're so messy. It had to wear a diaper all the time and they would let it out sometimes and it would walk the fence line back and forth on on the fence that shared our backyards and we would reach up and take it over into our side and play with it for a while. Its name was Tabitha.
1: I would not I wouldn't want to even be around monkeys to tell you the truth. I I just wouldn't. I don't
3: Oh, it was so sweet and cute, but I wouldn't want one as a pet. No. No, I
1: wouldn't. When either. I was a
3: kid, I definitely wanted one, but now knowing first of all, I think they should be wild and you know, they they shouldn't have to live their lives in cages and uh but I also know that from a an adult standpoint, they're messy, they're expensive, they're, you know, a lot of work.
1: They're wild. Yeah, (laughs)
3: can't trust them, right.
1: Can't trust them. They're wild animals. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. And uh, these people, these people that go and that live in these communities that are overrun with monkeys because there's some kind of a, uh, some kind of sacred thing or something. I don't know. I'd, I'd, uh. I'd be uh I'd be setting up traps and uh, there'd be monkeys disappearing around my house. I just I don't want I wouldn't want monkeys around. <laughs> <laughs> but
3: yeah, well, think about the people who live in places where the monkeys are considered sacred and they can't yeah, I do know anything about it, they just run away with the place.
1: Yeah, they come into your house, they just yeah, do yeah, what they be really want. Cool you pick to own a pocket there. monkey. A pocket monkey. Pocket monkeys, you know that
4: they train oh. over there in like Bangladesh oh, to like pickpocket people. Yeah. No. Well,
3: have you ever been to uh, the organ grinder monkey? Have you ever seen an organ grinder with his monkey? Yep.
1: Yeah. Yes, I have.
3: There used to be one in Monterey, California. And whenever we would go visit there growing up, we would get to give the monkey a penny or a quarter or a nickel or a dime or whatever. And he was so cute. And he had his little suit on, and he would tip his hat, and he would put the little Coin in his pocket, and then he would walk over to the organ grinder man and take the coin and give it to him. And then he'd come back and do the rounds, so cool! But, um, you know, he was a captive monkey being made to do tricks for humans, and now there is no organ grinder man or his monkey anymore.
1: Yeah, and they were trained to pickpocket, I believe.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you didn't hand it over willingly, I guess,
1: yeah, yeah, they they would get him.
3: And he would give you a bigger bow if you gave him a bigger coin.
1: Hey, I read this story. Uh, I read talking about pickpockets. I read this story that uh, I don't know if I shared it on the show or not. I'm not, I'm not sure. But uh, you know, there was, uh, you know, like with squirrels and that, if you leave a, if you, you know, you leave stuff out for him, they'll come and get it. And eventually they'll, they'll uh, bring stuff in exchange. Like, you know, this one guy was leaving nuts and that on the, on the uh, uh, on his patio, and then he'd find out that they'd go out there, and the nuts would be gone, and there'd be rubber bands there, where the squirrels were bringing things to exchange to him. Crows and, do that. Uh, they crows, yeah. They, there was this story about a guy with a crow, and a crow would, uh, you know, he'd give a crow a little something, and then the crow would start bringing stuff back to him. And one day he went out there, and there was a tw- there was a twenty dollar bill sitting there. And he thought, "Oh, wow!" And so he left something. He left something of greater, uh, you know, greater taste and more of a treat for the crow. And lo and behold, another twenty dollar bill showed up. And so he goes, "What do I do? What do I do?" You know, I don't know who, the, I don't know where the crows are getting this money. You know, they're they're uh, that for some unknown reason they know they know that uh, you know they they bring in this money to this guy, and he had collected over two hundred dollars from these crows. It's like he's got a little army now of pit pocket crows that go out and bring him stuff. That is funny.
3: Well, I know know a woman who started leaving a single peanut in its shell for a squirrel. And the squirrel, for whatever reason, stopped coming around. But a blue jay started coming and found this peanut. And now the blue jay will come and get the peanut and started leaving gifts. The blue jay brought a nail and left it for
1: her in the place of the peanut. Yeah, I see. And I, I did that. I left peanuts for squirrels, blue jays and all that stuff. Did they ever bring me anything? No, nothing but, but heartache. I mean, not, they would stand out there. The birds and the squirrels would get up on the fence and look at me and they just, they'd be looking like, Hey, we're, we're the peanuts fat man. Come on. We're, what's going on? This place has gone to the dumps. You know, they, <laughs> they don't bring me. Anything i had squirrels that would be up in the tree yelling at me they'd be barking at me and it's like what the you know and it's like grammy go do you leave them any peanuts lately i go no and she goes well, that's why they're mad at you you're not leaving them any peanuts you know i wrote, and, out, I wrote uh, it's
3: George. just so funny. but you know yeah, they're like we had... not only are we not bringing you gifts we're going to torpedo your house
1: exactly but this is what's <laughs> funny between the blue jays and the squirrels we have in our yard the the squirrels, they get the peanuts, they go around in the yard and they'd bury it. This is when I had grass in my backyard, and they would bury it, you know, and um for future, supposedly. Well, I noticed the blue jays are sitting up on the fence and they're watching these squirrels. They'd see the squirrel go and bury a peanut, you know, and pat it all down, and then they'd take off. And that that blue jay would go down right where that squirrel was and dig that peanut up and take it.
0: And Hello. I thought, well, you
1: little cheeky monkeys, look well, what you're they doing do that. there. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fun watching them, watching them uh, uh, fight yeah. over the peanuts. And, well,
3: I told yeah. you about the time we, we helped nurse two baby crows back, well, took care of them until they were able to fly. Didn't I tell you about that? No. Well, I only have four minutes, so I'll make it short if I can. Okay. We, um, I was out on our property one day and there was this blackbird and I didn't know that it was young. It looked full grown to me, but I've never seen them super up close, but it wouldn't go away. It kept standing really close and I would walk closer to it and it would just kind of hop on a log, but it never would fly. And I thought, well, what's wrong with it? It must be hurt. So I went and got my husband and I'm like, look at this bird. What's it doing? And we realized it was a baby it finally made a little squawk and we could tell it was a young one. And then we looked over a little further and there was another one in the brush area. And so they couldn't fly, they were too young. We're looking for their nest and we couldn't find it, but the parents were circling up above the tree, squawking, squawking, squawking. Um, So we called the wildlife people and asked what to do. And they said, try to make a makeshift nest and hoist it as high up in the tree as you can so we did that and the the birds kept tumbling out of it they would just end up back on the ground so we used our dog crate and we kenneled them on the ground Uh but we kept them outside so that they could still talk to the parents and the parents could still talk to them and we fed them that we asked the wildlife people you know how do we feed them and they told us so we made a slurry of water oats and um ground up worms and we used a turkey baster to suck that up and and then we we would squirt it into their mouths because they were too young to eat whole worms. We tried to right. give them a whole worm and they couldn't do it. So we had to do this worm slurry which was you want to fun. chew them up
1: yourself and
3: Yeah. It was we used the blender. It was so gross. Um but we fed these guys for like 10 days and the parents stayed around the whole time. I mean, they would go and get food or whatever and fly away, but they were they would come back. They were like hovering at the top of the tree, but they would not come down low enough to get them. And the birds, the babies couldn't get up high enough until about the 10th day, we hoisted them up again because he was hoisting them up in this makeshift nest every day to see if right. it would take. And so the last time he did it, they hopped out on the branch and then they were fluttering their wings enough to be able to get up and up and up and up to the highest branch and they got back to their parents. And then the parents took over again
1: and then they were
3: able to fly and they all flew away and whatever. But the thing that I found interesting was those parents, you know, you hear, oh, if you touch the baby, they'll be rejected. Or if you, you know, they won't, they'll fly away. They won't care for them anymore. Absolutely not true. They were so concerned the whole 10 days and the mother took over feeding again when the babies were able to finally get back up to her.
5: Yeah,
1: I found that to be untrue too when we have all these robins. We've had robins building nests in our yard every year. And it, yeah, it's so untrue. I mean, yeah. I've walked right up into the nest and looked in at them, you know, hey, what's going on in there? And they don't, they, they you know, they just uh, yeah. they just chirp at me and they, they don't, they don't, yeah. It's,
3: it's right. Whatever. It's not, oh. oh, you get human scent on them Welcome and to yeah. never touch nah. them again. Totally untrue. Uh, t- at least before, for crows. I mean, maybe yeah. for some species, but. A Monica, she's so. not with,
1: She's not in the chat anymore. She bugged out. But Monica said that she has hummingbirds, and hummingbirds are very territorial with the nectar. Yes, they are. And they fight with the bees. Yes, they do. And the bees yeah. fight with them. I mean, it's a two-way fight there. Yeah, it's
3: and, fun to watch uh, them fighting it out.
1: Yeah, I've seen videos of them. I've seen videos of the bees and the hummingbirds going at each other. It is hilarious. I mean, those little bees, up they'll be flying, and it's like they just headbutt the birds. Boop! button to knock them out so
3: i'll have to see if anyway i, I know you... i have video and some pictures of the crows i'll see if i can pull them up and share them with you at some point anyway okay, so great. on that nicer note i hope everybody has a good week i've enjoyed coming and visiting today and um yeah the first day of winter it's coming
1: yeah hey oh, uh, and uh, Thank you thank you uh Shana. we know you got to get on the road and get to where you're going but I wanted to let you know that uh the show is dedicated to the memory of Zeb the rooster.
3: Oh, yeah. Sorry yeah. everyone. <laughs> sorry. You feel like I'm such an a, a sorry, failure when one Shana. of your flock dies. <laughs> I hear you.
1: Sorry. Uh, I can't, I'm sorry that I'm. I'm sorry that Zeb's gone, and I'm sorry that I just can't
3: stop laughing about it. I don't know <laughs> why.
1: Thanks a it's lot, Sean. It's like Shonda. when
3: somebody falls down, right? We talked about talk. Yeah, that.
1: exactly, exactly. All
3: Thanks, Sean. Right. Have Shonda.
1: a great day, Thanks, everybody. All right, bye, bye, hey, Shonda. Shonda, Thank Have you. Have a great bye. day, Shonda. Here she
3: goes,
1: Our Professor Miss Shonda Sinclair. Join her every Monday on the tonight on the on the tonight show. Join her every Monday on the Old Man's Podcast Show here uh with eric and the navigators she is our navigator for for, uh, mondays now she's sure i'm sure she's still going to be listening but she has got to leave she's got to hit the road and we don't want her crashing trying to do this stuff so uh monica we were just talking about what you said about uh hummingbirds yeah we've i've seen videos of hummingbirds and bees battling it out hi uh uh, ellie good to see you and uh uh justice good to see you um hey for you if you're new to the show If you're you're new to the show, make sure you hit that follow button and come on back. Give us a follow, and I appreciate everybody doing the downloads. You guys are awesome, so keep the downloads coming, and uh, thank you very much. And yes, today's show is dedicated to the memory of Zeb, the rooster. Oh, poor Zeb. (laughs) I'm sorry, I can't can't help laughing. I think it's funny. I don't know. There's something funny about it. I'm a sick human being. What can I say? Wait till I tell Grammy. (laughs) She's gonna go. She's gonna go, what are you laughing about? That's sad. I know I can't help it. I, can't. I tell you, Zeb was a beautiful looking bird, though. Good lord. Oh, I I didn't get to ask her. I was wondering if she was gonna eat Zeb. Would you eat a would you eat a bird if it just if it was, I mean, like a that a chicken or a rooster that just died? I don't know if I'd want to. I, I wouldn't know if it, you know, if it died from some kind of parasite or something. Uh, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. People that eat that stuff, they know when they when they butcher it or they prep it for harvesting and that. They can tell by what's going on inside of it. if it's, uh, uh I know when I was uh, hunting a lot of rabbits, uh, a friend of mine, he told me, he says, yeah, when you go to gut them out and that, keep an eye on the liver. If you see the liver all full of spots and this and that, don't eat it. Just leave it for the coyotes. Oh, okay. Hmm. I, uh, Grammy had these eggs sitting on the counter. Uh, she's been, they've been sitting out on the counter for a couple of weeks. She's going to make a, she's going to make a cake, you know, and I told her not to don't make a cake. And, uh, I called her, I talked to her yesterday I go, Hey, can I eat those eggs that are sitting on the counter? She goes, Oh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't if I were you, cause I don't know, they you know, if they're, they're good or not. I wouldn't eat them. I'm not sure. I go, well, they've been sitting out. She goes, yeah, I know. I was going to make a. I was gonna make a uh, uh, a cake for you yesterday, but I never got around to it. I go, oh, so the eggs were okay for you to make a cake for me, but they're not okay for me to eat today.
0: She goes, oh well, I'm just saying. I
1: don't know. I don't know. So that one it made me suspicious of Grammy was gonna make me a cake that had bad eggs in it. And then two, so uh, you know what's with these eggs. So anyway, I went ahead and I fried them up and ate them. They they tasted fine, right, you know. But all the time, all the time I was eating them, I'm going. I don't know. Does that taste funny? No, that tastes okay. <laughs> no, that tastes all right. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure, but I am known for eating bad things around the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've uh, got an iron gut. Well, I used to anyway. 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 Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. So, Eric, seems like you're on a mission to get Podbean Podcast Nation over to a, over
0: 100. And they say they, oh, uh, uh, it sounds yeah, like they're close. Um, well but i know we're just 11 more followers away hopefully we can convince ellie to join as well as sean Dun. hopefully a few more friends like hoff and john devito and james and cracks we, we could help up those numbers well i tell you if you're uh if you've got a podcast you need to you
1: need to be there because it's like an index of podcasts out there and well, it's a good way to keep um, your name out there and your show out there
0: well i know over the weekend we got got jester of the it's doomsday podcast and the beans and weenie show to join we got Jake, Jake dials and we got saucy we got crazy lady we got Kirkley Michael key and we got Mr T there, you know t-bone in other words yeah and we're, we got to work on getting big rich to join and um and and any other friends we might have overlooked um so um
1: Russ, you got any uh I want to give you a Thank minute you, to uh, give us a week of what's coming up a week uh what's coming up uh, the week ahead of us? With uh, outside of normal, what kind of what kind of programming you got coming up that we can let everybody know about?
4: Um, I got outside the pulse tonight with Brett and Scott. I got uh, True Crime Tuesday.
0: Um, I'll make that ninety-one.
4: No, nope, ninety-one. Yeah, I got True Crime Tuesday on Tuesday, obviously. Um, and then Thursdays we got Manipulation of the Mind coming up, and Saturday we'll have Herbal Talk with Shelby. Oh. Sunday, we'll have another dread the normal episode.
1: Sunday all right, this week. Yeah. hey, what kind of music you guys talk about? By the time I remembered it was on, it was too late, it was off. Chanda <laughs> joined Pine
4: finally- Ridge, never made it in there, dude. Um, we just wound up talking about like
5: Christmas, and really. yeah, it's probably being one of Santa's helpers again.
1: Yeah, yeah. uh, right, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh he must be busy because I haven't heard from him either. Uh but um speaking of Christmas music on our the music show I have in the mornings at five thirty AM Pacific time, eight thirty AM Eastern time, on Friday, you got it. Christmas music. We're gonna be playing Christmas music. And Russ, the girls told me no Mariah Carey. No.
5: Yeah, so so Friday is gonna <laughs> Friday's gonna be all Christmas music. Yeah. Okay. On the morning show,
1: okay. the morning yeah, that that uh, morning music show is going to be all Christmas music, minus Mariah Carey because the girls got minus up.
5: Mariah Carey. Okay, no Mariah Carey. They didn't,
1: just, they didn't just say no Mariah Carey, please. They just went no Mariah Carey. That's I mean, right. They were they were they were grumpy. Jeez. Ugh. and that was uh, like it was uh, Shelby. It was Lucky Me. Uh man. I mean, it it almost
5: sounds like she's played out or something.
1: I, I think it is. I think it is. That's why she's lost her number one rating for uh, Christmas music. She was number one for decades. It seemed like she's not anymore. She's not anymore. So yeah. All right. So go th- I go. I got to go through my list and pull Mariah Carey out of there. Because heaven forbid, I don't want the girls mad at me.
0: <laughs> exactly. Mm. <laughs> <sighs> and with pod being podcast nation, we're non-followers of life from a hundred. There you go. Yeah. It's kind of sad that, you know, they put the Cobb the on that
1: for that music show. Uh, but you know what?
5: That's not sad. That's that's, that's Did actually it. If it's an all Christmas show or an all Christmas music, uh, I would contemplate not showing up, but without Mariah Carey, that's actually a check in the right direction.
1: But they didn't say I couldn't do it on this show. Woo-hoo! Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey. Oh. <laughs> why <not>? why? <laughs> <laughs> This is for you, Shelby, Russ, Avery. Oh all you people, yeah.
4: Because
1: the old be. man loves you. That's right. why. why <laughs>
4: am I'm
1: immune to it at this point. He's immune to it already. Here we go. This is for you guys.
6: Mm. <laughs> Lord, <my. laughs>
5: okay, so we have, the, we have the old man's drunken choir, right? And uh, wow. how many people are in the podcast right now? There's 17. I say that from this day forth, Whenever Mariah Carey, this the is Christmas music is played on a podcast, uh-huh. everybody makes a pact to just go somewhere else. Whoa! Hey, is,
0: hey. <laughs> wow. you know what I mean? Like,
5: you know what oh, I mean? Like, oh, oh, Sean oh, Sean someone else is
1: on. Everybody just leaves. That would that would be hilarious. I'd laugh. You guys would do nothing but make me laugh. Uh, but I ain't going to do it because I don't want to lose you guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. You guys are holding me. You're holding me. That's some kind of, uh, uh, what is that? That's, uh, that's not, that's not holding me hostage. What is that? That's some We're kind screaming of infest-
2: mutiny.
5: Yeah. Mutiny. it's, it's <laughs> Christmas shenanigans. Yeah. Christmas shenanigans. yeah,
2: Christmas shenanigans.
1: yeah, yeah. See, Russ hasn't said anything. I think Russ already left. Oh, there he is. Yeah, no, I'm here. <laughs> Oh man! All right, all right. You guys are being... You guys are going to do a boycott of Mariah Carey. They're going to boycott the old man's podcast because he plays Mariah Carey. All Boy, right,
4: any podcast that plays this
1: one, <laughs> any podcast, yeah. Put the warning out, Eric. Tell everybody, don't play Mariah Carey, or the audience is going to bail <laughs> or bail drop like you. dead flies. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh wait, 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 hey, like uh, yeah, poor Zeb, poor Zeb. Hey, uh, um, uh, is is Monica? Yeah, Monica's here. Monica says kosher won't permit to eat animals that die. Really? Well, so the, well. Oh, you it's mean uh, they could be? You
0: would be there? a scavenger then.
1: It could be. Uh, they could be harvested and you eat them that way, but not die on naturally. Monica, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, there's some state. There's a there's a, a state or two out there that actually permits you to eat roadkill. You can that, go collect it. You can go collect it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Mississippi. Right. Is oh, that'
2: true. Good grief! I don't know. And I don't know nothing about roadkill because I don't eat it. <laughs> if it's not killed hang with it. a gun, you depending can hang it up. on
5: what it is, it can be quite delicious.
1: No. Oh.
3: My mom I, i'm like you i'm like you i wouldn't well, uh,
1: Fox, I i'd have to really be hungry i mean the zombie it'd have to be the zombie apocalypse for me to uh to uh eat rodeo. yeah yeah i saw this i saw this when i used to watch the uh uh the walking dead what's it is that it yes. the walking dead i used to watch that all the time i saw one of the last episodes i saw they're walking down the street then it's at night and they're you know they're there and they're they come around the bin and there's a couple of dogs there. Uh and they're just they're growling, they're baring their teeth. Ah, mean-looking dogs. And everybody goes, whoa! And they all back up, you know. And uh they show them kind of backstepping and they show the dogs growling and stepping towards them, and then it breaks to a commercial. When they come back from the commercial, it shows those guys are all sitting around a fire eating meat. <laughs> the dogs. Uh. Are- <laughs> i thought that was hilarious i thought there you go that's it yeah yeah that's it that's one show that has totally played its way out a long time ago is the walking dead you know they need to they need to let the zombies go they have ruined it so much for me that i have no desire to watch a zombie movie at all anymore and i loved zombie movies i would love them and I, i just thought they were great i loved watching them but now i just they burned me out I have no desire to watch a zombie movie i mean do you guys feel the same way i mean you guys uh
2: there's so like many spin-offs on that show I, it's pathetic
1: i know i know and then the one spin-off where daryl is in paris i'm going and russ is talking back george russ has heard me complain about this all the time it's like how did daryl get to paris what do you do catch the the last zombie flight out of New York or something, and it got ordered to Paris. How did he get to Paris? You know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah, it's just it's gotten way too far, way too far. You ruined the zombies for me, people. Ruined the zombies. Yeah. <clears throat> and now they still keep trying to put out a new one. They still keep trying to put out new zombie movies, and they're just not doing any good because people we are burned out. They're just burned out on them. Yeah, crazy can't have a just just lost it
7: i don't know i'm excited um have you heard uh what was it 28 days later yeah old one yeah they're coming out with a 28 years later next year
6: oh well, that's gonna be
5: weird
7: Been 28 years
1: now that would be interesting to watch
7: yeah, yeah i'm excited for that one
1: that twenty eight days, uh, that was a good that uh, that was a good one. I like that. one.
7: Yeah,
5: yeah that was a really same good director movie. And
7: same everything.
1: Yeah, you know those actors are a lot of those actors are still alive and around, so I yeah. imagine that one guy is going to come back and rebu- uh, revive. Yeah, no,
7: they said all the same people, the same writers, the same director, uh, some of the same cast is still going to be in it. So I'm really excited about that.
1: You know, the first movie I ever saw do something like that, Abrin, was The Blues Brothers. Blues the Blues Brothers. Brothers came out with their movie. What did you say? <laughs> I just said
7: the Blue Brothers. So I'm like, no, I
1: thought, I thought I heard somebody go, oh, great. Here we oh. go. <laughs> uh, No, the Blues Brothers came out with the Blues Brothers. And then 17 years later, they came out with the Blues Brothers 2000. And they've got everybody's the same, the same people in that, except for John Belushi, who, of course, died in the, in this in the, you know in the process of that time frame but it's got the same people in it you know you know and uh, it, it's it, i loved it because everybody was the different the same people that were in prison in the blues brothers or in the the prison guards in the blues brothers 2000 movie and uh yeah i love it when they do that i love it when they take a movie something like that and then they go 10 years from now they make another one and it's kind of like an update. So I've, I've been looking forward to seeing that. 28 years later? Yeah, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be willing to see that. Because, uh yeah, it's just a continuation of the story. You betcha. I can't think of any other movies that they did that. Huh. Uh, uh, Let's see. Uh, Monica's saying, the kosher slaughter process is designed to ensure that the blood is drained from the animal. When the animal dies naturally, the blood is not drained in this way, which is why the meat is not considered kosher. I did not know that monica i did not know that about kosher. i never knew what kosher meant so what's kosher salt what 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 using what is kosher salt is that a uh, salt that's just a natural uh salt i believe it's processed? produced
5: in a special way it's like produced in a special way and blessed by a rabbi
1: are I, you are i have no idea but now salt isn't Salt's mined, right? I mean, they mine salt. I mean, salt's a natural, a natural uh, thing of the earth. Is salt, right? It's not, not. It might be processed differently, but salt's a natural thing. I thought. I don't know.
5: Yeah, I I think (laughs) it has to do with the cleanliness of how it's made.
1: Processed and all that. I think you're right. Uh, Brian's saying, you you know what is a zombie? All I want for Christmas is you song. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, Brian. I think you're right. Yeah, I'd like to do it because I like kosher salt. I think kosher salt's got a better uh, a better taste to it. You can actually use more kosher salt than you can that ionized salt. If you use a, a teaspoon of ionized salt, it is way too salty. If you use a teaspoon of kosher salt, it's perfect. I don't know why that is. Why? Why is that, Russ? I mean, you're you're somewhat of a of a cook person, aren't you? I mean, I know you are. Just, I don't know, Russ. Are you there? He's gone. I I uh, I Mariah carried Russ to the point of him. He left. He, he's gone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, George says the same for the Beverly Hills Cop movie. Yes, there's a new Beverly Hills Cop movie coming out starring. um, I just lost his name. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy and the guys that were in all of them. Yeah, it's bringing back. It's bringing the band back. The band back uh, for the new Beverly Hills Cop that's coming out. Uh, Good Burger. Yeah, uh, I I saw that, Uh, you know. I got to tell you, Brad. Did you like the Good Burger movies? I, I I watched. I didn't watch the first one. I watched the second one, and I went, "Why am I watching this?" I just didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Abraham says kosher salt means that the salt has met the guidelines outlined by Jewish law and upheld by kosher certification agencies and members of the Jewish faith. Yeah. Which means it probably meets this criteria for the Muslims, too, because they're kind of that way, too. Only uh, they have certain uh, eating uh, requirements for them. It's called kosher salt because it's large grain size makes it suitable for the koshering. Oh, process. Oh, I got you. All right. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, I had a bad fall, man. Who are you talking to? Oh, Russ. Russ had a fall? Is that Ozman? Is no, Russ saying he had Oz had
0: the fall and he was directed oh, at Rose?
1: oh oz you had a fall? Man, what's with all you people falling down and getting hurt? I fell down and got hurt, Shelby yeah. fall down and got hurt, Oz fall down and got hurt. What did we forget how to walk all of a sudden? <laughs> I think I don't know. <laughs> I'm beginning to are think
2: you, I did.
1: Are you feeling any better, Shelby?
2: Um, not really. I go to the doctor here in a little bit to see what they're going to do.
1: I'm telling you, cracked ribs are, they, they can't, outside of putting you in a body cast, I don't think there's a thing they could do with cracked ribs. They tape you up, tape you up like a boxer, you know. I think there's
2: more to it than, um, what's make, what's causing the fall of what I've done the other day, Uh or like Saturday morning. Um, I think it's something more than just inner ear.
1: Yeah, I I, uh, I, I, know what you, I, I feel you, I know what you're talking about. Because I have noticed, uh, me well, lately, I've noticed that I kinda, you know, I kinda lose my footing and my balance a little bit now when I'm walking around. I don't understand mm-hmm. it, you know? And uh, mm-hmm. I've really gotta be careful. And I'm telling you, I'm really being careful with Grammy being gone. You know, when yeah. we're here together, I mean, you know, we're keeping an eye on each other because we're both old, you know, and we know how us old people are. And but when she's gone, it's like, man, I the one thing I don't want to do is, you know, fall and get hurt, because if I fall and get hurt, who's here? There ain't nobody here. You know, I always try to carry my phone in my pocket now, Shelby, when I'm walking around,
2: my phone went one way, though. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's because you had it in your hand yeah it's like it's like during the winter time people are walking to their cars you know and there's snow and ice on the ground they got their ca- their keys in their pocket i mean in their hand i go man don't don't carry your keys in your hand put your keys mm-hmm. in your pocket why is that because if you slip and fall them keys don't tell them where they're going to end up and it's true mm-hmm. when we're walking with stuff in our hands if we trip or something they're that's gone they're they're gone and I, I heard that about carrying your cell phones in your cars, because uh, if you uh, you should have your your cell phone should be in her pocket or or something, not just sitting on the council, the, ca- the 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 centerpiece of yeah. your car because if you have to get in a wreck or something, man, you're not going to be able to find that phone. It's going to go. No. Right, yeah.
5: Robert? So the other night, I almost got in a head-on collision. Uh, that that the wrong way driver on the freeway. And everything, like I had my phone sitting on my lap, like tucked in between my pocket, my belt and my not only the phone, but everything else ended up in the driver's side, like floorboard and like why everything was there beyond me. But stuff doesn't sit where it's supposed to be when you start getting in accidents or or any kind of like jussle. Yeah. Like all I did was like turn the wheel Twice real hard, and everything went in a different direction. All
1: right. That's like uh, if you guys, you people carrying weapons in your cars. I mean, if you're carrying your fi- a sidearm with you in your car and you got it in a holster, and it's a, it's you make sure your holsters are attached to something solid and make sure you got a um, a hammer yes. latch on it too. I mean, so you can, because if you get in a wrecking that, you don't want that firearm flying around, you know, because you can lose that. And then plus two, you know, you. it sounds funny, but I was in a car wreck with a friend, a couple of friends of mine. We were going out rabbit hunting and we're in his Datsun and his Datsun had all kinds of garbage and crap in it, you know, and we're going out there and being stupid and crazy. We rolled it. We rolled the Datsun and we ended up uh, it ended up on its side and we were all OK. Uh, but you know the car took a little bit of a beating. The windshield was out, and all this and that. But when we we pushed it back up on its wheels, it still ran. But we noticed that he had all these big twenty and thirty pound weights in that thing that were free, loose, flying around. And we're thinking, oh my god, we could somebody could have got hit in the head with that thing and killed. You know, so yeah, you should keep your driver your 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 passenger compartment somewhat clean uh projectiles you know that's in all honesty that's why we all wear seat belts now uh because they did they got tired of people becoming projectiles in car wrecks you know so uh yeah I can the seat- tell
6: you
2: about a car wreck that i had when the girls were little i uh-huh. might think this is trivial but it wasn't very it's not very trivial to me i flipped my um i had one of those uh geos uh uh-huh. yeah and um I fell asleep at the wheel. That's when every Oh,
1: so you went in the matrix. Matrix, Sean. Yeah, you went in the, the Shonda, matrix, Shelby.
2: Shelby. Yeah, um, and I, I, I fell asleep. I flipped my geo about three times. And the one thing oh, wow. I lost in that wreck was my Bible.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, really?
2: I was so upset. Yeah. Mm-mm.
1: Nobody got hurt, and everything.
2: No, nobody was hurt, but thank
0: God. Yeah. But yeah. my Bible, there was my a... Bible might have been what saved y'all's lives. Maybe mm. it was. Maybe,
5: Maybe it was. There was a big ad campaign in the United Kingdom uh, for people to uh, seatbelt in the back and to make sure that the passengers are all are uh, all tied up. It come it goes along the lines of those free weights. Is because if there's a third person in the back seat of the car. Uh, that their body being flung around in an accident is what's going to kill, uh, the person in the front and the passenger seat. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of the cars have those little reminders. And so the driver and the passenger tend to get annoyed and put their seatbelt on, but there's not anything like that for the backseat.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, oh you, go, Shelby? Shelby, you dropped out. Oh, Ready? we got about four minutes. We got to yeah.
1: go. I was going to tell you, Shelby, that, uh. Maybe that was the deposit that you made for everybody not getting hurt in that car. You never know. You know, you're losing your Bible, that was the deposit you made. Anyway, I want to thank everybody uh, for coming into the show. You guys are awesome. Thanks for being here. Um, uh, we didn't get to a lot of the comments being made in the uh, in the. Uh, happy chat. birthday
0: once again to Paul G.
1: Yeah, happy birthday, Paul. And... Uh, happy birthday bye zeb it says well um
0: well you know russ is coming up next i mean he'll pick up this conversation and then later on tonight he'll be joined by brett and scott and shep and the gang for outside the pulse but also be on lookout for lunch with spanky also be on lookout for caps to do his chill show and then and if brett and scott are firing up the headline news be on lookout for that and we'll be back tomorrow of course when amber may joins us
1: Right. I want to thank Shelby for being on the panel. Abritt, thank you, Abritt. And thank you for those uh, days in histories. Uh, Russ, thanks for coming on. Robert, thanks for coming on and being here. Uh, again, a, a special thank you to our navigator for Monday, Miss Shonda Sinclair. Always a pleasure having her on the show. She is a sweetheart. All right. Uh, Eric, and you too, buddy. Thanks for being uh-huh. here. The ball rolling. Thanks a lot, man uh anything else any other shows coming up you want to
0: you think of eric well um um there's not a whole lot i could think about but of course later in the week you'll have um soccer ready two alpha if they're not on pod you can catch their video feeds on facebook youtube twitch and rumble and you can also catch the potluck podcast also on wednesday evening and um underground shuffle and this swap doesn't lie on friday Hey, thanks, George. George put it pretty good in the chat room. Well, that about wraps it up for the old man's
1: show. Thank you all for joining us today. Don't forget the other shows (laughs) going on Podbeam. You don't want to miss out. Catch ya on the flip on the other side. See ya. Or as we like to say, later, Gators. (laughs) Later, Gators. Thanks for that. (laughs) that's not the poll tonight. Don't miss it! Don't miss it! Of Hopefully, Paul's. Paul will the show up. King of outside, the king outside of normal is the king
0: of nighttime podcasting. Boy, and what's that off. favorite snack again, Russ? That you enjoy telling Not people about?
1: Mountain Dew's and food, Moon Pie. Uh, yeah. All right. Man, I have a hard time talking now. All of a sudden, oh, what's going on? Blah, 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 blah. I need a need another cup of coffee. Yeah. Hey, y'all have a great day out there. Get out, do some fun stuff. Tune in tomorrow when Amber May joins us. And uh, this is the last week before Christmas. Get your pictures for your uh, gingerbread house turned in. Wednesday is the last day. Wednesday's the last day. So you want to get those pictures turned in. we got some good ones coming in. and uh, Well, coming down to the wire. And we are going to have a, um, uh, uh, a child's, a kid's division. So there you go. All right, we're closing up. We're going to uh, looks like
0: PodBeam's going to kick us out of here in about 15 seconds. Oh, they'll give us a two minute warning, won't they, Eric? Yeah. I would imagine so. But if I do want to kick us out, um, we'll see you back here again 22 hours from now. All
1: right. Well, we're not going to let him kick us out. We're going to let Big Rich Dog close us down and then we're out of here. What do you got to say there, Big Rich Dog? This is Big Rich Dog from the Dreadnought 928 podcast, and you've been listening to the Old Man's Podcast with Eric Kirk and the Navigators live on Podbean. Thanks, everybody. Hit the follow button, keep the downloads coming, and we'll see you tomorrow. Later, Gator. See you around Podbean.